following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Dang, my name can't be added. Can we get my name on there? <laughs> yeah, we're going to throw you on there for sure. Can we get gonna, my name? We're going to throw you on there for you know, sure. Before next week, please. We'll I thought I made the final roster, but guess not. It took, it, took, it took us a long time to get our names put on there. Yeah, let me tell you. It, <laughs> we still can't get in the building. Right? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Players' Lounge. I am Britt Johnson. I am the newest person on the show. Um, I'm excited to be here. This is my first day hosting. Nui is out Today, vacation, is that what we're saying? He's on assignment. Do we go call okay. assignment? On assignment. Yeah. All, we, all we know is he ain't here. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. That's very he's, true. He's headed to the game. He's probably getting a little bit better weather than we're having in Dallas today. Yeah, um, it was clapping this morning. Yeah. It was definitely I clapping. just moved here, so I'm not used to thunder and lightning and stuff in the summertime. How are you not... dealing with the heat right now? Like, is it... Ask my hair how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> But I am joined with Barry Church yep. and Danny McRae. What's up, guys? Nothing, not chilling. Beautiful. Like you know, the, the day might not be as beautiful, but we're that much closer to Tampa Bay. We're that much closer to regular season action. I know I'm excited. I'm Danny, excited. Look, I woke up this morning, bro, and I had a little pep in my step. I'm not oh. gonna lie to you, man. Because oh. one. The season starts tomorrow for us, all right? That's so true. all the stuff that we've been talking about on the Players' Lounge, we're going to get to see who's right and who's wrong, you know, at, you know, Ooh. depend on the first game, it's right? It's nut-cutting time. Also, fantasy football is starting tomorrow, right? Cool. I'm in a few leagues, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just really excited. Every time fantasy football comes around, I can't get sleep. I'm wondering if I should make a trade, who I should start, who I shouldn't. So I'm just, I'm amped Cooper. up. Cooper. I need you the ball, baby. I need you. Well, um, that actually leads me into what I first want to talk about. I have a couple apologies to make on this show. Um, My first one is going to be to Will Greer, just because I think last week I got a little out of hand, (laughs) just a little bit, because I think it was more about me wanting Cam Newton than it was me not wanting Will Will Greer. Greer. Because I am a firm believer, everybody ends up where they're supposed to be, so he is supposed to be here, he is here for a reason. We might not know what that is yet, but I am giving him an opportunity. I hope he does well if he has a chance to play. I hope, I, so unfortunately, I hope he doesn't have a chance to play. <laughs> exactly. I, we don't want to see him out there. But um, my second one is actually going to be an apology to you just because you were right. Chip Kelly. What about did what? Turn around, <laughs> Chip Kelly did turn around that UCLA team because they beat. The LSU Tigers, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. Did you watch the game? I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I watched it, and um, it was very disappointing. Okay, we came out, we started the game right. Our defense was playing good. We we're making some plays on offense, and then we came out after halftime, and we could not figure out how to get ourselves back in the what, game. What happened with Brad Johnson's son out there? Yeah, bro? man, he he, he did, won the job in, in camp. He yeah, won yeah, that quarterback yeah, job yeah. in camp. He did a he did a behind that back pass. Uh, well, he thought know, it was Pat Mahomes. He thought he was Pat Mahomes. <laughs> you know, he, he couldn't get his feet set. He was throwing the ball all over the place. He did not look good in that in his first what start of the season. What was the most disappointing part 
about uh, that game? The most disappointing part to me was when things started to fall apart, our defense fell apart as well. Yeah. We usually hang our hat on That's defense, true. minus the one year yeah. when we had the best offense in the uh, in college football. We usually hang our hat on defense, and we have not been able to get back on track of being that defense that LSU is known. Yeah, for. I've never so seen anybody run the ball that like you know against LSU especially. Like yeah, usually, y'all, you know what I mean, y'all maybe, come with it every maybe time. Chip Kelly's come coming back. Yeah, so, no, you listen, know, listen. I we, did not believe that was going to happen. I we, really. We really fired our defensive it. coordinator last year. We lost Dave Aranda to Baylor, yeah. and then we brought in Bo Pelini, and that didn't work. So now we're on on to the next, and we're going to see if we can get this shaking, you know, better throughout the season. But but we'll be back, yeah. y'all. Don't, I mean, guys, don't worry about no, the Titans. Worry. Okay? Worry. Well, you guys dropped out of the top twenty-five in the AP poll, so yeah. let's so, see if you guys could get back up there. Listen, we got we got Bama, um, we got Florida, we got we got some some teams on our schedule that if we beat, we'll be. Like, how did Fresno State do? You know what? (laughs) We were playing 11th ranked school, okay? Mm -hmm. And we, in the fourth quarter, were winning the game. Mm -hmm. So I thought we played well, considering. Mm -hmm. Because we are not ranked. We are not supposed to be a good squad. And we were playing the 11th team in college football. And I think they did a darn good job. But Ohio State won. And I told you, I support the Ohio State Buckeyes. She got 18. Okay. I don't understand that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, apology accepted. <laughs> Did North Carolina it was kind of win? like a shade, Paul. <laughs> Did North Carolina I, win? I do UNC for basketball only. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. We gotta, yeah. you know, I have, I have to separate. Pick and choose them. fan bases. Yeah, huh? yeah. Right, you know, it's yeah. all good. But I'm loyal to once I pick them. Th- th- those are my teams forever, win or lose. Toledo won. I'll tell you that right now. And we about to smack Notre Dame next week. We won't win this week. Are oh, you crazy? We ain't FSU now. Let me going out like that. Amari Cooper has a better chance of being the best receiver in the league than y'all do of beating uh, two, two Notre things Dame. is gonna happen. All right, we gonna beat Notre Dame and Amari Cooper gonna give me fantasy points. Those That's are the cool. two things that is gonna happen this year. I'm sorry, because I I, I, right. I stole that segue. My bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. we'll, I stole we'll get to Amari Cooper okay. later in the show. I want to start the show off with Zach Martin. He was placed on COVID protocol this past Sunday. Um, Stephen Jones said yesterday he still is slightly hopeful that he will get to play in the game tomorrow. (laughs) He said if he has those two negative tests, he's symptom-free, and and it goes up till tomorrow, they will put him on a plane tomorrow to go to the game. Let me tell you something. Um, What are your guys' thoughts? Now, let me know what this means for the offense. Do you think that he possibly will play? Even though he hasn't practiced all week, what what are your thoughts? Uh, Let me tell you something. Zach Martin ain't playing in this game. Coming up, he ain't. I don't know what's going on. Private jets. I don't know what's going. He ain't playing in this game. All right, he'll be he'll be back for week two. Now the implications of that, to me, are huge because mm-hmm. look, Zach Martin to me is the best offensive lineman we have. I know we got Tyron Smith and all that good stuff, but Zach Martin is that for show sure Hall of Fame. Don't bring up Tyron Smith and best offensive lineman on the team. Is he gonna again. do anything like okay. that? That's all right, go ahead. Do. I just want to make anyway. Zach Martin's the best guy we got. And this defensive line for Tampa Bay, they were going to be a handful even with a healthy Zach Martin right there. Now, he's out of the game, and we got to figure out ways that we're going to be able to run the ball and pass the ball against a bona fide stud of a group. And you got Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, JPP, Jack Perry coming out. Shaq Barry, I'm sorry, coming off the edge like that. It's going to be tough. But what we're going to have to do, and in my opinion, we're going to have to lay our hat on, on Kellen Moore here. This is where that creativity and that offensive coordinator, his brilliant mind, genius mind, it's going to have to show right here. Because we're going to have to be able to run the football. We can't just let Dak Prescott sit back there for 40-some attempts trying to pick apart this, this Tampa Bay defense. It's just not going to work that way. We're going to have to find a way to run the ball. And that's when that creativity comes, whether 
whether it's counter plays, whether it's draw plays, something like that has to happen because we can't just beat these guys man on man, bone on bone, and expect to get some push in the run game. It's just not going to happen, especially without Zach Martin. So, Kellen Moore, I'm going to need you to show up. This ain't Madden now. We're going to have to show up. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, okay? I'm with Jerry and Steven, all right? If this man gets oh, another what? negative test, <laughs> all right, if was a fifth, man, he will get on be that plane. he will be on a private jet. You can bet <laughs> your you can bet your last that it, it, as soon as they see negative, he's gonna be on some G five, some something to get him there as fast as possible. He will be suited up and he will be playing. He will be suited know, up on the jet, you know, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> you know how they come out in the movies at halftime with all the gear on, Waterboy, yeah, came out. <laughs> Strap up real quick. This, he, he's going to be on the field, and they will be running right behind him for the entire game. The entire game. They, you know yes. who's on top of that man right yeah, now? Yeah, oh. listen, listen. When you're talking about one of the best offensive linemen in the league, not just for the Cowboys, the best in the league, yes, if, if we're going to say he's the best – no matter who's lined up on top of him, you got, you we know. need to be able to run. We also do have we, – we still have Tyron Smith. We still have Leo Collins. We still have a, a, a good defensive line. So we won't be just leaning on Zach Martin, but I believe that he will be in the game and we will be running behind him. Shout out to Zeke because he's going to be making some plays. Because it's going to be – you know, it's not just Vita Vea and Sue over top of him. You got Devin White, Levante, you know David what? right there as well. And, and, let me, and let me get to that, okay? You know – Britt knows, listen, in the NFL changes year in and year out. That's true. Just Update because, your resume. Just because That's a true. team was good last year and they bring it back all the same guys that they had last year doesn't mean that they're going to have the same production as they had uh, last year, this year. And what we know about the league is every team, every year, focuses on getting better. That's why we have the NFL draft, because teams want to look for positions uh, where they can get better. So you can best believe that we and other teams in the league have gotten better uh, at those positions, and it will look a lot different than it did last year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think it's going to start with week one. Well, to your point, not just teams, but players get better too. What do you guys think about Connor? Do you guys not have enough faith in him? I mean, he did he did play in eight games last year, and I you know I want to believe that people go to practice and work hard and and whatever. And and he got a little rust knocked off last year by playing in those eight games. Six of them was because Zach Martin was hurt. So wouldn't you think that, or wouldn't you want to believe that a guy like that could step up in a situation if need be? Yes, Tampa Bay had, you know, eight players in the NFL top 100, which I don't love lists all the time because, again, they're basing that off of what last year looked like, and we hope things changed from last year. But the majority of those guys were defensive guys for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah I'm nervous about Connor Williams because, I, you know, to me personally, I don't think he has enough bricks in his pocket. I don't think he's heavy Without enough burn. out there. Um, and, he, and you're going to get these two guys. It, it just makes me nervous. If we were all healthy as a whole group and we've been playing, because these guys haven't played as a whole group since 2019. Mm-hmm. So if, if their chemistry was all rolling together, I'd be like, all right, we can hide Connor Williams now. But seeing as though this, this team hasn't had that chemistry, they haven't had that continuity in so long, and we might not see you know Zach Martin out there, it's going to be kind of hard to kind of hide a Connor Williams from getting exposed. Now, will he be able to step up? I'm hoping so, because that's going to be a, a huge factor in whether we're going to be able to get production out of our offense is if we're going to be able to run the ball or protect Dak Prescott behind this O-line. So I'm hoping he's productive, but he makes me nervous a little so bit. So are we putting, so our starting offensive line will be Tyron Smith, yep. Connor Williams, I thought it was Connor, Connor McGovern. McGovern. I, if, that's who I was talking if, about. If, 
Who? Oh, you Conor McGovern? Yeah, yeah they both, they got they both played. Yeah, yeah, and then Lael, right? So yeah. it'd be Conor McGovern if um, if Zach is out. Yeah, yeah, right, and mm-hmm. then uh, Lael. All mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because Yadish is the center. Not sure I believe in any of the Connors, okay? Yeah, that's, I'm <laughs> you know, with you on that one. Not sure. I, like, they, they, like, you have the opportunity every time you go and step on the field to prove us wrong or what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But as of now, like you said, I think they have some really, really good talent that will be lined up on, on top of them. It's going to be hard for them to get that movement. That's why I'm really, really hoping that Zach Martin is available uh, to play in this game because I think he's going to bring that leadership to the offensive line and – I think our only chance of winning is if we have our full full full, full, strength uh, full deck there. of weapons out right. there so we can get that line of scrimmage move because if we don't, it's gonna be a long so game Britt, for us. So Britt, you probably you might know this better than I do or Danny. How does that you know, that protocol? So since he's vaxxed and all that other stuff, is it like he gets he has to do five days and within those five days he has to have two Well he negative just has tests? to have from what I know, and again it changes all the time, so I could be wrong today mm-hmm. of something that was said tomorrow or yesterday. Um, but he just has to have, basically in these next 48 hours, he mm-hmm. has to have two negative tests and he has to be symptom free. Okay. So he, he's test. I believe he tested yesterday. So I think he just needs a test today. I and I don't know what he tested yesterday. He could have tested yeah, positive yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so they could be waiting on a negative test today and a negative test tomorrow morning. So. I'm with Jerry and Steve. My fingers are crossed, all right? I'm with Jerry and Steven. Listen, I only I can only be optimistic if I want us to play as well as I think we're going to play tomorrow. So my optimism is stuck to Jerry and Stevens, and I hope that we have Zach Martin out there. If not, you know, shout out to Killer Moore. Like exactly. you said, he's got to be creative. Stuff out. With um, a passing game, he's going to have to get it out of Dak hands quick. Yeah. Three-step jobs. We can't sit there and let him be lunch for these boys out there so yeah and we'll Steven, see Steven Jones said yesterday too that only three players on 53 plus the practice squad are have not started they're getting vaccinated yet okay. so hopefully this is something that we're not going to have to continue to deal with week in and week out throughout this season um keys to game you guys what are you guys thinking Danny man listen offense let me, defense let me know let, let me tell you something so overall the, the number one thing we have to do is Win the turnover battle. Okay? Without a doubt. We have to take care of the mm-hmm. ball, and we have to take the ball away from the other team, which leads me back to when I say we have to make those opportunities on those big plays when we get them. When somebody's carrying the ball loose, you got to go and try to cause that fumble. If mm-hmm. Tom Brady gets the ball swatted up in the air, we need to have somebody there to catch that ball. Like, we need to make every uh, big play opportunity and maximize it when we can or we don't have a chance. We also <laughs> – Need to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. It's be tough. We need to get some movement so we can run the ball with Zeke, get Tony Pollard in there, get him some yards, and we also need to control the rush on the defensive side of the ball. Rush and cover, they work together. They so do. if we can get that rush, stop the run, and force Tom Brady to have to throw some passes that he doesn't want to throw, then I think we have a better chance at winning and making some plays on the ball. I think if we do that, we have a very, very good chance of winning. Yeah. If not right. – we have a very good chance of getting blown <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> pressure for sure is key. Last season, um, Tom Brady had uh, nine interceptions in the five losses that they had. So clearly putting that pressure on him makes him make those mistakes, and that's going to equal hopefully a win for us. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I think we need to do three things defensively. Um, I think it's especially to be able to stop the GOAT. I think we got to limit those big plays. Now, that's going to be huge because these guys boast a trio of receivers that, you know, might be one and two in the league. When you got Godwin, when you got Antonio Brown, Evans, and those boys out there, they're huge receivers. And what we know about our corners, 
They're not the biggest. You know, outside of Diggs, we got a lot of nickel, nickel body type corners out there. So it's going to be a lot of jump balls, I think, that's going to happen out there. And we got to be able to limit those. If we can limit those and also limit that yak, because you know what Tom Brady is great at. He's great at getting the ball out of his hands quick and letting his space players do damage out there. So we can't let a three to four yard pass turn into a 15 to 20 yard game. That's how we ended up getting destroyed last year and we cannot let that uh, happen going forward. And the third thing with defensively we need, we need middle pressure. We know that's what affects Tom Brady. It's not much of the edges because he can step up in the pocket with the best of them. He has that pocket presence. He's, he's seen so many defenses. He knows where his guys are supposed to be. So we need to get that up front pressure. That's how those guys back, you know, when when he was uh, with the Patriots, and that's how L.A. used to beat him with the Rams. They used to come in with Aaron Donald and put all that pressure up the middle. And that's what we're going to have to do. But we don't have a Neville Gallimore. I was going to say with who? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we don't have a Neville Gallimore. We need guys like Osa. I don't, want to, I don't want to destroy his last name, so I'm just going to call him Osa. We need him to go and step up. Maybe Brent Bohan or Brent Urban, Bohanna. Those guys need to step up and get that front-middle pressure on Tom if we want to distract him from any type of passing game. Now, those are, those are going to be some hard things to yeah. do. Offensively, hey, we're just going to have to eat. <laughs> hey, that off the line, hey, y'all going to have to come together, get that chemistry going. Dak, do what he got to do out there. Let these receivers eat because we got options. We can match them mm-hmm. you know, offensively for offense. We can match them. My worry about is the defense and how we're going to get pressure on this guy and how we're going to going to limit those big I'll, plays. I'll tell you, okay? I'll tell you. All right, let me know the secret, because man. Because <laughs> my man DQ, okay, he Here has figured some DQ. things out with my man 11. If you watch that Texans game and you see Michael Parsons lined up over the center trying to confuse the count for that offensive line, that's just the beginning of the stuff that Dan okay. Quinn is going to be doing he with guys like Michael Parsons up. and Randy Gregory. He's going to draw up some stuff where you can get some pressure in the middle. You might see D-Law rushing on a, uh, from a three technique. You have no idea what you're going to see from DQ, but I guarantee you he's going to have some creative stuff ready for a guy like Tom Brady because he knows you can't sit back there and let Tom Brady read your defense. Oh, he knows better than anybody. Apart. He knows. <laughs> he knows better than anybody. 28 to but, 3. Yeah, twice though. He, yeah, 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 that's true. He knows, he knows, he knows twice. He knows <sighs> he knows in winning efforts, he knows in losing efforts. And let me tell you something, they win the Super Bowl if my man Pete Carroll doesn't give the ball to uh try to toss it instead of give it to Marshawn Lynch. So he took that away from Dan Quinn. But back on that, Dan Quinn <laughs> will have us figured out. He will he will have figured out stuff figured out for our defensive players to create some pressure up the middle because everybody knows. It's harder on Tom Brady when he has to move in and out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. This is very simple, um, but do you think the mind game of the numbers this year of you know having Jalen Smith and um, Parsons in these low jersey numbers? Because Tom Brady was the first one to come out and say this is bull. Like we, I don't like this. Like this is people aren't going to know who to block, who to go, like nothing like that. Do you think that that because this is going to be really the first game? that people have their jersey numbers and we're going to see it, do you think that that's going to play into the situation? <laughs> I would, listen, this is going to sound really, really bad, but I think some of the players that change their number won't be on the field that much anyways. I think you're going to see 42. I think you're going to see 11. I think the only change that he's going to really have to worry about is my man uh, Diggs on the outside. So I don't think it's going to be that much for Tom. I think he was he was trying to bring up the topic, but I don't think that's a problem that he's going to have to worry about. He's, yeah. he's a veteran guy. He knows where guys are trying to line up. He doesn't even need to know jersey numbers for him to call out who's going to be the mic, who's 
gonna be the wheel, who yeah. who to block Randy Larry. He like he doesn't need that, right? So I don't think that's gonna be an issue for Tom. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent on that one. Uh, I think it would be it's just kind of annoyed him a little bit. Like, man, I gotta you know this guy number seven right here. <laughs> right. I think it was just a little bit annoying for him. But look, this guy's been in the league 22 yeah. years. I mean, he he pretty much knows every defense right. like the back of his hand. The old so. dogs don't like to learn the new tricks. That's so true. I think, I think that's, that's what it true. is. Um, but speaking of young guys, really quick, I know you guys talked mostly about or we've talked mostly about the line, but I'm really excited to see what the secondary does. Like, obviously, I think, you, like you said, these receivers are the biggest, the baddest, the fastest, you know, all this kind of stuff for Tampa. So we have a young receiving or young um, secondary core, and I feel like these guys are going to really have to show up. You know yep, what I mean? Like, doubt. they're really going to have to show up. Um, we're going to talk about some of our key matchups after the break. We are going to go to break right now, and when we come back, I want to hear your guys' key matchups for this Ooh. game because I got I got a good one. I got a good one. It has to do with what I just mentioned, but I got a good one. All right, let's see. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Join us for a free watch party at the Miller Lighthouse at AT AT&T Stadium on Thursday, September 9th as your Cowboys kick off the season in Tampa Bay. Enjoy yard games, beer gardens, performances by the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Dallas Cowboys rhythm in blue and more. Doors open at 530 and kickoff is at 720. For more information, visit attstadium.com. So I was talking a little bit about the secondary. I got a little ahead of myself and started getting getting excited about, you know, the matchups. But what do you guys think about the secondary? And I I feel like they have to kind of come together and work as one in this this time if they're going to do anything this season. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about them just going into this game and into the rest of the season? 
You got it. You know what? Uh, I think this is a, a huge test for them, you know, in, in the first game of the season. And I'm really not going to judge them based off what happens uh, on Thursday night. Um, mm-hmm. I think mm. that it'll be a, a good learning uh, a learning lesson for them if they if they do play bad. And then if they do play well, then they have something really huge to build off of, right? They get some right. confidence. Okay. They get some momentum. But if Tom Brady comes out, the defending Super Bowl champion with the same uh, roster that they had last season. We know that the receivers with Evans and and Godwin, but we also know they got Grunt. We also know they got uh, O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. We they, they have a really, really good receiving core. Yep. So if we face some challenges with them in week one, ah, I'm not going to hang it up. I'm still going to believe that we can have a top ten defense, but I do think that we're going to play a lot better than we played last season. I don't think you'll see busted coverages, yeah. guys running open all over the back, and then you'll see uh, receivers behind us 10 yards and Tom Brady just lofting balls up for touchdowns. I don't think you'll see that. I think you'll see us breaking on balls. I think you'll see them uh, making some catches because they are they do get paid as well. But I think you'll see us battling out there a lot more than you saw us do last season. Yeah, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I'm gonna count this regular season. I'm gonna <laughs> count this game, but I do expect this secondary as a whole to play a lot better than they did last year. I mean, look, last year we, we knew what was going on. There was there was coverage busts everywhere. Half of the time, receivers were running scot free down the middle of the field, and you're just not going to boast a good defense if you have too many coverage busts out there. And we know last year this defense was thinking too much. They were everybody was scratching their head, not knowing what they were supposed to do, and it just caused this team to play slower. So as a whole, I think they have a better understanding of this defense, and I think the secondary will get their hands on a lot more footballs than they did last year. I mean, we talked about Trayvon Diggs during the offseason, how he had 14, uh, his hands on 14 footballs, but didn't get 14 interceptions. So I expect him to take that next leap. I expect him to turn some of those pass breakups into interceptions. I expect a guy like DeMonte KZ, who came in from Dan Quinn's system and at one point led the, the National Football League in interceptions with 10 during the regular season. So I expect him to contribute on that takeaway front. But overall, I think this matchup is, is going to be a little bit tough because, like you mentioned, they boast the same guys coming back for winning that Super Bowl, and those guys are giants. And like I talked about earlier, we we got a you know, shorter staff outside of Trayvon Diggs when it comes to a height on our cornerback side. So I expect this matchup to be a tight or expect this matchup to be hard, but I also don't expect guys running scot-free, and I expect if they do catch the ball, there to be contested catches. I can live with that. Like if a guy's catch makes a great catch, hey, you know, chalk it up. He's in the NFL. So I expect that. And I do not want yards after the catch. Like that's the biggest thing to me. Like if we get a if a guy catches a five-yard hitch, like Brown or, or Godwin or somebody like mm-hmm. that. Make the tackle. Boom, boom. We can live with that. We can make Tom Brady take the distance, take the 12 to 13 plays to get to the end zone. I'd rather that than a three-play, oh, he's just shucked it up right. for, for 60 yards and a touchdown. So it's going to be a tight game, but I expect our secondary to play tell, better. Tell me this, because I don't, I don't – I can't really remember, but I know in Seattle – that Dan Quinn wasn't one of those defensive coordinators who had the cor- like a, their best corner. No, nah, didn't travel. They yeah, stayed yeah, on they the same they side. They stayed off, yeah. Um, do you think that Diggs travels with Mike Evans this week? I do not. I so think you, see, you see him staying on the same I, side. Yeah. Even, you know, we got the battle with the size on with A.B. versus Mike Evans. Uh, you think – that for the entire game, no matter what happens, I see, they're, they're, see stand, they're not traveling. They yeah, stand on their side. That's just something Quinn Quinn does because he he. That's the one thing he can do to disguise his defense. If it's man to man, and and you see you know Diggs traveling, then you know oh that's man to man coverage because he's traveling. Right. But that's how Quinn disguises because he can't really disguise it because there's always that single high safety back there. So right. you can't. It's either going to be zone or man, and the only thing that he can disguise is making sure his corners stay on the opposite side. So you can't tell. Oh, he traveled with him, so it must be man this time. 
You never know until the right. snap of the ball. So I don't see them traveling. But if Evans starts to go off, he starts, you know, dogging, you know, Brown or or Jordan Lewis out there, I can see a possible switch happening. All right, let's get into these key matchups. Ooh, now, I'm baby. really, really excited about mine because it's Chris Godwin, and he is – like you said, big, he's he's fast, and he's. I think he's going to be going up the majority of the game against Jordan Lewis just because I feel like when it comes to those three guys, he's going to play mostly slot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's going to go up against Jordan Lewis, and I'm excited to see. I think this is going to be a super physical matchup between both of them, and even if they're not, they both have skills outside of what they just do in general. Mm-hmm. So I think like just watching them both, even if they're not going up against each other on every single play or whatever the case is, both of them are going to be like explosive to watch. I'm so excited to watch both of these guys, and especially when they're going head to head with each other, because I think both both guys are super physical. And just you know, Lewis having to deal with at the beginning already with a guy so big, and that you know what I mean to start the season off. Like you know, even if you're not where you need to be at right now, like whatever you do in this game, if you can just hold him just a little bit, that's good enough for me. I think yeah. it's prog- I think it'll, he'll just get better and better each game I'll after you, that. I, I like that matchup. I do too. I, and, I, and I'll tell you this. I have faith in Jordan Lewis because I can remember two years ago when we were watching the guy play and we were like, this he's dude, a ball guy. he's a ball guy. He's a ball guy. What, he might get beat here, he might get beat there, but he can recover, and he's a guy who's going to make plays on the ball. Now, we saw that drop off last year, but we also saw that drop off for everybody last year, right? Now, I think that we got some new coaches in here who knows what the hell they're talking about, and I think you're going to see an increase in production from a guy like Jordan Lewis, and I think it's going to start – uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, he's a savvy guy too. Like he's a savvy veteran. He knows how to get all the you know the little slight tugs here and there. Wear the same color jerseys as your opposing yeah. team, so they don't catch you for the holding penalties, all that type of stuff. So that's a that's a great matchup to uh, look the at. The same color gloves. I was a holder. All right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Every time he'd be like, "What you mean? <laughs> what me? Hey, right. I was holding everybody." Right. <laughs> What do you think, Barry? Uh, my matchup going into this one, it's it's got to be for me. It's got to be our linebackers. You know, I don't know how many of them are going to play. There's four of them they say are starting, <laughs> but our linebackers versus basically the core of Tampa Bay, which is their two tight ends, Gronkowski and mm-hmm. Howard, and their slew of backs back there. I mean, they got Gionar Bernard for playoff Lenny for, playoff for net, Lenny. and then LSU. they also got you know Ronald Jones back there. And last year, we we saw this plenty of time. We talked about it a lot last year. Our linebackers were exposed on third down when backs came out of the backfield and they had to cover them one on one. Now, with the addition of, you know, a, a Neal, a Parsons, a Cox, we got more athleticism. We got more speed out there to be able to handle these routes against third downs. So I want to see if we're going to be able to, to man up on these guys because it makes it a lot easier. If, you, if your linebackers can man up and take the backs out and take the tight ends out of the game, then you, you, your secondary can play a lot more fluid. They can play a lot easier because they don't have to worry about, man, should I help out this linebacker? He's going against Gronk. He's going against Howard. Oh, but I also got this guy on the outside. You can pretty much focus on what you got to do. So – that's going to be an intriguing matchup for me. Hopefully, you know, they don't get exposed like they did last year because this is a tough matchup with these backs and tight ends. But um, you know what? I'm going to lean towards Keanu Neal and Parsons to get the job done. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a good one. Um, that's why I think that we'll see a lot of 42-11 and in the game yeah. because mm-hmm. I think if, if you if you go back and watch Tom Brady's 
specifically with the Patriots when he had guys like uh, Hernandez and Gronk at the same time. They were famous for coming out in 12 personnel, which is two tight ends, two receivers, but lining up and empty. Like, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah spreading you right? out. Mm-hmm. So they will force your linebackers to have to get in there and cover. They yeah. would let you come, get out in nickel. They will force you to get in your regular uh, base uh, package and mm-hmm. go out there and cover those two guys. And I can see that happening with O.J. Howard and uh, Gronkowski uh, tomorrow night. And, and what do we know about Tom? When when he's, If he catches you in a package that he knows he can expose, like if you're in your base package and you're like, oh, hold up. <laughs> I'm putting my foot on the gas. We hurrying up. We ain't giving you an opportunity to sub guys in and out. So that's gonna be something to watch. Right. Um, but my 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 matchup, man, is is really based off last year because I think this is going to really like tell us where our team's gonna go this year. And it's our run defense versus their run offense. Oof. I think that is a huge part of our season and how we're going to uh, what's going to determine if we are able to make the playoffs or make the Super Bowl. And we need to be able to stop them. I'm going to continue to say that controlling the line of scrimmage is huge. And for us on defense, we make Tom Brady one-dimensional where mm-hmm. he has to come out and throw the ball 50 times. We have a better chance of winning this game. If we let them run it on first down for five, run it on second down for three, and they continue to get us in those third and shorts, it's going to be a long game for us and a high-scoring game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So when we come back in here and we talk about this game, the first thing that I'm going to look at is our uh, rush yards per attempt. All yeah. right, if we can keep them under what three point three was Rob Marinelli's yeah, right. thing, we Gotta keep them under three point three. 3. Yeah. Then we should have we should have a, a good chance of winning this game. If not, if you start to see four and five, then you know exactly what happened. Yeah. Right? We got beat by forty. <laughs> so that's that's my matchup, man. Our, our run defense versus their run offense. Awesome. Well, we are going to take another quick break. We have a shorter show today, just 45 minutes. So we're going to get a break in real quick because when we come back, we are talking about the greatest receiver in the game. Yes. <laughs> Organic pumpkin smoothies are back at Smoothie King with at least 13 grams of protein each and five options to choose from. It's easy to find a favorite to help you reach your goals. Like the new Keto Champ Pumpkin, packed with a whopping 23 grams of protein and nine net carbs. It's a quick and nutritious meal on the go. So order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. And power up with pumpkin and protein. Official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo quiero, yo quiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. 
Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back to the Players' Lounge. Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest presented by Captain Morgan is back, and we're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan. It'll probably be me. Who is a positive influence and inspires through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. I, I expect you guys to both nominate me. I'm just saying. You I, know? Got, I, I got to see Can your fandom. Can an employee win? I have to see your fandom first. Nigga, you got right, right, to prove your fandom. Cowboys Nation, right? You know, because tomorrow's game day, <laughs> I, and I'll see you in the office, okay? If you don't have on some Cowboys gear... To work, then, I have to be dressed. Hey, in let me t- let me say something. You work here at the Dallas Cowboys now, okay? Mm. So on game day, you might be expected to have on some Cowboys gear. I have to work on camera though. Okay, all right. So just you got a button. Know. Oh, I you do. Got, have, you, got, you, actually, got, you got your lanyard on. You got your yeah, lanyard on. Yeah, I have on. my lanyard, and then I have buttons. I have, I got a button. I'll okay, put a button well, on. Uh, I got, I got see a bunch okay. of buttons just on my desk. Yeah. Set up, yeah, ready so, to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta see it. On. I gotta see okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of something we gotta see, we gotta see what Omari Cooper is about to do this season because earlier this week he said there's a difference between thinking you're the best and actually going out there and proving it. Do I think I'm the best? Yes. Have I proven it? I wouldn't say I have. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Because people only took a little piece of that quote, so I wanted to make sure I read the whole thing. He said he does think he is the best, but has he proven it? Is, is that an oxymoron? Can we say that in the same sentence? Yeah, you can say it, and I, I agree with the second part. Uh, uh, absolutely. You know he has not proven that he's the best receiver in the league. Now, when the Dallas Cowboys made the trade to get him from uh, Oakland at the time, mm-hmm. and he came here, he changed our team. He took us rolling. Him man. and Dak Prescott. Yes, he was unstoppable. All right? And then ever since then, we've seen to where he hasn't been that game-changing type of guy consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see him make some huge plays. He makes a lot of catches, gets some yards. But when you watch guys like DeAndre Hopkins, when you watch guys like Devontae Adams, when you watch them, Justin Jefferson, and you see the impact that they have on the game, you're seeing these guys go out here 200 yards this game, 150 this game, three touchdowns this game. We don't see that type of stuff from Amari Cooper. Can he do it? I absolutely believe he can, but we haven't seen yeah. it. So I believe it's on Kellen Moore to make sure they put him in that position to be the best receiver possible, especially since he's making twenty million dollars a year. Is he, is he the best receiver in the game right now? I, I would say no. I would say no right now. But I think he's going to be able to prove that he's at least top three this year. He maybe even top one. And look, I need him to be because he's on my fantasy <laughs> team. All right, so I need him to ball Church out. Said top one, but. We can't. You said top three and possibly t- so he could na- be the best. So remember those guys we named, okay? We named the Hopkins, we, we named the Adams, we, we named Justin, we named. I'm just okay. Say, I think he can. I think he can do it. All right? I think this guy is a baller. Now, can can he eat? Because we have you know Lamb, Gallup, Zeke, you know Jarwan, all those guys in there. That that's gonna be the toughest part to me because I think this guy we can't underestimate coming into a season fresh. 
Like, this dude basically didn't have any training camp except for the last maybe week or two. He went out there and ran some rounds, played you know a series or two in that, in that mm-hmm. tune-up preseason game. So he's coming in here fresh. And we've seen the highlights of what he's doing to boys in, in, in the practice. All right, he, he destroyed my man Kelvin Joseph. They put him all on Twitter, all on social media. My guy's one of the best route runners in the league. All right, that's I would a given. Say the best. Yeah, the best. The best. That's one of the things he's the best at. And a bla- five out of the last six years, he's gone over a thousand yards. And that's with the guys that he's eating with right now. So to me, he has the opportunity to, to prove that he's the best in the National Football League. And I believe this year his connection with that, because when they both came back in the last portion of camp, we saw he was the one that was getting highlighted. He was the one that was catching all these passes, these money down passes from Dak. So I think their connection going into this season is going to prove dividends, and I think he's going to jump from maybe being a top ten receiver to maybe I'm, being a top I'm glad three. you said that, man, because I think I think that's where things get a little lost in translation with, okay. with Amari Cooper. Yes, the man gets a lot of catches. He gets a lot of yards. But at the point, the point in the game when he's making these catches and getting these yards are not the same as some of these big-time guys. I understand. We've seen on multiple occasions where it's been fourth and whatever, third and whatever, got to have it down. Amari Cooper is not the target. We've seen this repeatedly on those other teams. The target is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Is that Amari <laughs> Cooper's fault or is it Kellen Moore's fault in that situation? I, I would say both. But if you're open <laughs> and you're making those type of plays and you got that kind of momentum going into that, the, the quarterback's going to find you. And he's not. He's not. He wasn't even in the game on uh, one fourth. Uh, one fourth down when JG yeah. was here. He wasn't I mean, even in the game. I think he'll really be tested, obviously, this week because he's going against Carlton Davis. I think, and he's a shutdown corner. So I think we'll see. We'll see what Omari Cooper can really do tomorrow. It, it's an away game. Yeah, <laughs> it's first game. game of the year church, in listen, Tampa Bay. Church, church, church brought it to my attention that somebody disappears on away games. That's he, all I'm that saying. That was two years ago. Okay, that was two, two years, years ago. ago, and we do know he he was a monster at home. He was a monster, but in away games, you know, he kind of you know faltered so a little bit so right there. But I don't think that's gonna happen this year. I got all faith that Cooper and Dak they're gonna have this connection. And look, we'll see. We'll see Ceedee Lamb take that next step. And I think the person, the casualty about this is gonna be Gallup. I think that's going to be the casualty because Lamb going to get his targets. He's yeah. going to get his balls. Is Cooper going to get his. Lamb, I think he might be the only one out right now. Well, this is going to be the final right, season Lamb, we Gallup. see all three of them together. Without a doubt. For sure. Yeah, um, doubt. Who has the real big three out of these two teams? Tampa Bay. I, I mean, I, I got down. to. Hands down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would I would say so because unfortunately because of Gallup. <laughs> I mean, when you have Antonio Brown, wait a second, wait a second, yeah, wait a second, wait a second. You have Antonio Brown, and then you also have Godwin. You also have Mike Evans. I think those three are better than the Amari Cooper, the CD Lamb, and then the Michael Gallup. But you said just Gallup brings it down. So see, so you don't no, you no, think no, CD no, Lamb? No, no, yeah, no. Yes, I, 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 absolutely, I absolutely think that CD Lamb is comparable to uh, Godwin. Absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. CeeDee Lamb's all over the field. He he does more. He runs uh, reverses. <laughs> he runs speed sweep. He runs uh, from the slot. He plays outside of number one, and he's Godwin productive. Does it as well. He's productive at every position. And I think this season, unfortunately for for you and your fantasy team, that uh, CeeDee Lamb will be getting a lot of those looks, taking some away from Mark Cooper as well. I yeah. Don't know. Well, we haven't seen Dak since. A long time, over a year now, and um, well, not it hasn't been a year because when did he go out? Three, week, he's been out three hundred and thirty-three days. Week yes, six yeah. or week five? Yeah. Um, 
He didn't play any preseason. How do you guys expect him to look early on in the game? I think, look, I think he'll be a tad bit rusty. I mean, because like he said, he had no preseason. And even in camp with that shoulder injury, it kind of hurt him. He wasn't able to throw the ball as right. much as he, he wanted to. So I think he'll be a tad bit rusty. I think what'll, you know, there'll be two things that kind of affect his game. I think it'll be the chemistry between the receivers and just the timing. Because, you know, you, sometimes you got to be on that back foot, boom, throw that ball right on three-step drop. And I think the timing and the chemistry with the receivers will be a little bit off. And he may have the yips a little bit. Now, with the yips, I mean, you know, there's going to be – this is the first time he has live bullets, right. you know, since the injury. So, guys are going to be flying all over the place trying to hit him, going low on his legs. He's gonna He might have the yips. It might be, oh, I got to get this ball out of my hand quicker than he, than he needs to. But I do think that he'll – relatively fast, I think he'll shake that away. And maybe towards the second half or maybe even week two, I think he'll get back to his regular self. I think Dak Prescott comes out and he looks fresher than ever. And he's throwing the ball. Ooh, so making, fresh and so clean. Yes, making the right decisions, not doing anything too crazy and forcing. I think he's ready to get back out there and prove, like he said, that this is the comeback year. Last year was a tough year for him. This year shows everything that he went through, all the work that he put in to be the player that he is. I don't think he's scared of those guys rolling down on, on the you He'll be pressing. I don't. I don't think like he'll, he'll be, be pressing, pressing to be like. I gotta make plays. Like I gotta and live I, up to this contract. I gotta. No, no. I, I don't, don't think he's gonna okay. be pressing. I right. think that Jerry and Steven also have let uh, Kellen and uh, McCarthy know that the smartest way to get this guy uh, back in into real playing shape is to run the ball first down. Get him in some third and shorts. I agree. Make some easy throws, some slants, some some curls. Make those type of throws so he can get ready and get back into being the player that he was before he got injured. We gotta lean on Zeke. We got to lean on him. Early in the season, we got to lean on Zeke. And it is not just turn around and run the ball. It ain't just turn around and run. Get him out there. Get him out there in space. Let him go one-on-one with their linebackers. Draw up some screens. Check down. Something like that. Because we, we just we got to lean on him. He, he he's, a, he's a beast. He's one of the best lead backs in the league. Until well, Dak Prescott gets back, we got to lean on Zeke. He wasn't last season, so I hope he is this season. Yeah. I definitely think he came, you know, beginning of camp all cut up, looking good, looking like he's been working out. So I think he's really going to have a good season. He needs to have a good season. We need him to have a good season. Um, really quick, any predictions? Yep, here we go. Yeah, we got to because we're going to start off with my man, Nui. Nui wanted, oh, to, make sh- man. He wanted to make sure that we got his pick said out loud on the show, okay? He has Tampa Bay winning 34 34- 21. Dallas Cowboys getting beat by 13 points. <laughs> that that's what New has. He also has us down for a nine and eight season. But McCarthy winning the NFC East. Mm. What you so, got, bro? I mean, the NFC East is always close. We either all suck together or we're all good together. So um I would say something close like that, or you know. Maybe a 10-7. It's hard to say even 10-7 now because we mm-hmm. added that extra game. I'm like, 10-7, that don't even sound right. Um, I think we're going to have a winning season. I think we're going to do great. Um, the game, mm, I mean, I think Tampa's going to win. I'm not going to say any, you know. I, I don't think we're going to um, cover <laughs> the spread, but it's seven and a half, right? Yeah. 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 So you think we're getting beat by more than seven and a half? Slightly, maybe. Okay, I, I say I won't be by myself on this. One. What you got, sir? Uh, for the score, for the yeah. C, for the game, I'm gonna get. You know, it's gonna be closer than a couple of people think, but I don't think they'll cover the spread. I think it'll be 31-21 Tampa Bay 10. for the game. Yeah, I think I got. I think I got Tampa Bay winning by ten, and then for the season, we'll we'll win the NFC East. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say. I'm gonna go with, with Britt on this one. I'm gonna say ten and seven as well. But okay. we'll win the NFC. Okay. Listen, I, 
I'm going I'm going closer than y'all, okay? Okay. I got 31-27 Tampa winning. Tampa's going to win the game. Okay. It's going to be a very close game. We're going to come down in the last drive. What about this we, defense? We just might not be able to score. I said we, we might Maybe struggle we'll a little points? bit. Uh-huh. We might struggle a little bit. Uh-huh. We might struggle a little bit. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for both because their defense is good. We're going to put up 27 on them. You know, that's a tough task. So, and I did have us winning 11 games before, you know, uh, Zach Martin started going out and got deal with COVID and Lael got his shoulder and all that Things stuff. Ain't so the I'm sticking with 10 to 7 too, but I do have us winning the uh, NFC East. Um, I do want to go back to last week real quick. That defense thing you were saying, that's not part of a bet for me. Just FYI. What do you mean? When you said the top ten defense, so you don't want to bet. That's not a bet. Like you were like forcing me into picking one or the other, and I'm not confident enough to make a bet. That's I'll not bet how you. I do bet. Oh, that's, no, I was seeing if you. Wanted I just to, wanted to make sure. I wanted to see if you wanted to get involved in a bet because Nui and Church are already involved. I yeah, want to see right. if I had three bets. But if you listen, because yeah. you lean, unless I know you, for sure, I'm not. That's yeah, why yeah. I don't lose bets. Yeah, you just, just listen. Okay, be, I, listen. I get it. I just want to clear it before it. the season starts. I get it. You're leaning more toward the top ten defense. I get it. <laughs> I'm in the middle. Um, <laughs> but thanks, guys, so much for tuning in to the Players' Lounge. I'm Britt Johnson, Barry Church, Danny McRae. We will see you guys on fr- Friday? Friday. Maybe Friday. Cooper. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?